page. Um, and make sure that you are uh, following us tomorrow. We will have Clay Webb's announcement when he picks between Georgia, uh, Alabama, and Clemson. That will be a um, that will be an important moment in this recruiting cycle for a lot of different reasons. And again, we're going to stream that on YouTube. We're going to tweet it out, but we're going to stream it on YouTube. And I tell you, that's really the reason why that's so important. You can go read the uh, dog post, what we are hearing inside a report right now on the site. If you're on mobile, you can jump off and jump back on. No big deal. But um, I'm going to include a link to it at the bottom of this YouTube description. If you're on Twitter, I tweeted it out not that long ago. So I would say that you've got Clay Webb tomorrow. You've got uh, Trevor Keegan later this week. Obviously, Trey Sanders visited Georgia this weekend. Uh, there's been a lot going on. Uh, not not surprising. We're only ten days from signing day. I mean, it's not you know, it's not really you know that confusing that we're that we're you know hitting that moment in time. But uh, you know, Trey Sanders is the one guy this weekend that I think you have to watch. You know what? Where is Georgia really in this this entire thing? I mean, how many five stars can these dogs really sign? Can Kirby and them really sign? Let me just go back and recap who you know was on campus this weekend. Trayvon Walker, who is a uh, five star defensive lineman from Upson Lee, which is sort of middle central. I mean, sort of excuse me, middle west Georgia, sort of more to middle Georgia than any anything else or anywhere else. Nolan Smith, obviously a five star commit from IMG. He grew up in Savannah. Bill Norton from Memphis, another commitment, a four-star, high four-star guy uh, who was in Athens this weekend. He had an in-home visit with Trey Scott, the defensive line coach at Georgia. And then Tymon Mitchell, who is from the Nashville area, a big uh, defensive lineman. The um, the targets, so to speak, were Trey Sanders, five-star running back, Evan Neal, who is uh, also from IMG, uh, an offensive lineman, and uh, Dylan Gabriel, who is a – quarterback from Hawaii. So Georgia still has work to do for sure on a lot of those guys. Um, a lot of the in-homes have not taken place yet. And a lot of Georgia, so Georgia's at 18 commits right this second. Um, and that is a good number. I'm sure they would like to be, well, I wonder what they'd really like to be at heading into this thing. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they would love to be at 20 right this second if they had the ability to. They certainly have the ability to be at 19 tomorrow. I mean, that that Clay again. I'm not trying to overdo it here, but that Clay Webb, um, that Clay Webb um, commitment, which is going to be 11 o'clock Eastern, 11 o'clock Eastern, is really a big moment in this 2019 class for Georgia and for Alabama. So Georgia and Bama are coming down to it with some of the final last players here in this class. It's important to point out that without Clay Webb, both um, both schools would take a hit in their um, in their rankings or their ability to get rankings. Right now, Georgia at 18, and um, you know Alabama I think is over 20, probably more like 22. So quite a bit of room to grow if you're the dogs. If you're Alabama, really it's about you know wrapping up probably who you should have wrapped up some time ago in many ways. This is the Dean Leggy Show. Brought to you by Bank South. Bank South has been a tremendous sponsor for us. Uh, December Focus, as you can see, Georgia playing Texas in the All State Sugar Bowl. Uh, 
December Focus is class of 2019, and we're going to talk about that even more here in a little bit. As always, the uh, Bank South message here, as, as a Georgia fan, you know how important it is. Uh, you know how important a good performance is to reaching an overall goal. Bank South is no different. That's why Bank South has designed an all-new checking account that performs for you to help you reach your financial goals. Open an interest-bearing performance checking account at Bank South today, and let them <clears throat> and let your money perform for you. Visit BankSouth.com today for more information. Bank South is a Georgia-based bank, uh, Georgia-based community bank member, FDIC, equal housing lender. The important thing to remember about Bank South is if you live in Georgia, they are probably in your community for sure savannah atlanta augusta uh whether it's banking <clears throat> regular checking stuff like that cds or mortgages okay those are all things that uh, bank south can help you with the december focus brought to you by bank south the, the class of 2019 which i'm going to get back to in a second here um is extremely important needless to say and then uh also Getting ready for Texas. Now, Georgia is in the midst of finals right this second. Um, you know, they're not going to have practice anytime soon. What I mean by that is not right now. That, that that will start later in this coming week. So not tomorrow, Tuesday or Wednesday. I, I'll be honest. I don't know the exact date that Georgia ends finals. I think they are all clear on Thursday, but by Friday and Saturday, they should start back with practices. So get ready for Texas. That will be coming up quickly here as soon as finals are over. And then, of course, I wrote this last week, and it, it already feels like it's a long way away, but the past is the past. Uh, you didn't get it done at the end of the game against Alabama. You did not get in the playoff, which I, you know, I don't think I'll ever think that that is right. But the past is the past. You have to move on, and Georgia needs to move on for sure. Let's circle back to the 2019 class. This is, you know, recruiting seems to have taken, it always, when you've done this as long as I have, you know, signing day can sneak up on you pretty quick because guys like Trayvon Walker, I mean, Georgia's been recruiting him for three and four years. So he's really one of the first guys who, who Georgia had the ability to recruit from when they were in ninth grade. And um, Kirby and them are not going to miss guys like that. And they didn't. The curious thing to me, though, is will Clay, will Clay Webb be a guy that Georgia gets? Um, I don't think I'm, you know, giving up any trade secrets here, saying that Georgia has plenty of momentum coming into this Clay Walker announcement tomorrow. I also don't think I'm giving away any trade secrets saying to commit is one thing, to sign is not exactly the same thing. So, Although I don't think that anything will change there, um, I think Georgia feels really good. You can read more about it in uh, what we're hearing, which is going to be click on below. Um, and we will have that streaming for everyone on Twitter and YouTube tomorrow. Okay, so that's going to be Clay Webb at 11 o'clock Eastern time. Dog Post will be there. Don't expect a bunch of well-produced stuff. We're talking about a high school um announcement these are not easy to do in the field so we will have you covered there and if we don't uh, well we will we'll have you covered technologically speaking it's always a struggle in these schools i'll say that i'll, I'll put that out there having having broadcast announcements since aaron murray back then so 
it's a, it's a, it's a technolog technological challenge. Of course, that's not something y'all really care to hear about. It looks like both the kids from IMG are gone from their visit. I wish this winter storm would be gone myself. But I, I was talking about a minute ago, <clears throat> recruiting. So signing day can kind of sneak up on you because what happens is you have years and months to set yourself up to get to this final run. And all the while that recruiting is going on, whether you're talking about in the spring and the summer of, say, 2018, I mean, they, all those relationships were formed in 16, 17, and now 18, bleeding into 19. But the, the, the normal fan, those of you, who, the tens of thousands of you who watch us on YouTube, on, on Twitter, etc., Y'all kind of forget about this, and that's fine because we forget about it too. What happens is the season starts, and people like me, even though I've covered recruiting for almost two decades at Georgia, um, you you tend to get focused on the season because the season really is the most important thing in that moment. But now with these double signing days, we've gotten to the point where it's, you know, last year was the first double signing day. You had the early and the late. The early last year was pretty, I mean, it was really good for Georgia, but it was pretty non-dramatic. And I think a lot of times people, um, they they assume dramatics equals success. I would not argue that that's always the case. Um, I would say that uh, what you really want are results. And if you get results then you've done well. Um, and right now we're leading up to result-based time. I mean, if you're Georgia, you still have these five-star players out there who you can who you can reel in. And I, I guess I'll go in order by which I think they will be making their decisions. Uh, and I'm going off the top of my head to some degree here. you got Clay Webb. You've got Trey Sanders, N'Kobe Dean. Those guys are both signing day guys. And you've got... Um, Jaden Hazelwood, and you could have another guy or two in there that I'm leaving out, but those are just five-star guys, and I would argue that you're in pretty good shape with four of them. So there's four that you're going after. You're in pretty good shape with four. I don't know it means to sign all four, um, but I'll, I'll say this. Of the guys who Georgia realistically could have signed last signing day, which was in February, they signed all of them. You know, the kid that went to Penn State was just never going to go to Georgia. I don't know. I mean, just because a kid says that he's interested doesn't really mean anything. So that was just never going to happen, I don't think. So that was not a realistic one. But as, as it relates to, you know, Clay Webb is a five-star offensive lineman from Alabama. In the last 10 years, or excuse me, since Nick has been at, at Alabama, Bama has only not signed four top uh, four five-star players from Alabama. Two of them went to Florida State. One being Jamias Winston and uh, Jameis Winston, excuse me, and two other ones went to Auburn. So Alabama has had a complete lockdown of five-star guys uh, in the state. Um, that Georgia is probably considered a slight favorite for Clay Webb tomorrow, tells you all you need to know about what the future will be between these two programs, which is, if, we're ha if we haven't already seen it yet, which are these colossal matchups, not only for 
on the field, but in recruiting. I mean, Alabama has had the consensus number one class basically since 2010. Uh, Georgia is the only team this decade. I think maybe Florida State had, uh, an, excuse me, Florida had the top class in 2010. But besides Alabama, it's only been Georgia that's had a number one consensus class uh, in the last, in this current decade. And it's looking like, now George's going to have to really hustle at the end here, but it's looking like they could do that again. It will probably be Alabama or Georgia at one and, I mean, it will be those two at one and two simply because of math. Georgia still has about six spots to go. Texas A&M and those guys, Georgia will pass them. The question is, will they pass Alabama? And they did that last year in a very big way. So see, all the guys that you're only now seeing on the field for the first season, guys like uh, you know Trey Hill, who was a, certainly, um, I thought he would probably redshirt and develop, but guys like Trey Hill, um, Jake Camarda, who's a starting punter, uh, Cade Mays, uh, etc. Well, Zamir, we didn't see. We saw plenty of Justin, but Zamir is a special talent, and uh, we only saw some. Uh, we haven't seen him any of him. We only saw so much of J, uh, Justin Fields, and you also have Jamari Saylor. So um, these are all guys who were part of that number one class who really not made much of an impact yet. I mean, Jake at punter, yes. Uh, Justin at quarterback, not as much. So the. The class that Alabama won the conference with this year was really the 2014 and 15 class. Well, for 15, yeah, 15 and 16 class. So those guys are, and and now Alabama played a lot of young players. Now let's not let's not get confused. They played plenty of young players on that on that field the other night. But so did Georgia. And the 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 thing about it will be, what will the future be with these two programs? It's gonna it's it's decided. It starts being decided on days like, you know, Monday and and a couple of Wednesdays from now on signing days. You cannot develop players you don't sign. Uh, Mark Rick could never sign and could never develop Eric Berry because he didn't he didn't he didn't sign with Georgia. So stuff like that, Calvin Johnson, Eric Berry. I mean, Kirby's going to miss on five star guys from the state too. It's just not been many of them. So. You have to, you know, double check things like what's going on with kids at Michigan, what's going on with any kids at Ohio State. I don't see a, I don't see a path for Harry Miller uh, from Buford going to Georgia. I don't see that right now. Another interesting thing to monitor over these next few uh, months are or is the um, what is Georgia doing at quarterback for beyond Justin Fields, and I, I don't, I don't mean you know who they are going to sign in this class. I mean in the 2020 and 2021 class, excuse me. Those are the classes that I think, um, those are the classes I think that you need to pay attention to if you're Georgia uh, fans to see what is the future going to be past Justin Fields. Right now, I think it's obvious, everybody's going to see what is Justin going to do. You know, what is Justin, what is Justin going to, you know, how is this going to play out for him? But it is very possible that Jake Fromm could turn pro after this uh, next year. He's playing really, really well. Um, 
and then naturally you would want to know who the person is after that. And I, uh, I mean, it goes without saying that would be Justin, but um, you know the other the other thing too is someone has got to be the quarterback in twenty twenty four or whatever it is. So that's where we're getting the point to. I would watch, uh, you know, Brock Vander. Oh, I'm going to mispronounce his last name at Prince Avenue. Certainly a kid that has the arm talent that you should be paying attention to. Uh, both in-state kids in the 2020 class at Georgia decided to go to out-of-state schools, whether it was Tennessee for uh, the kid from Marietta or uh, Max Johnson going to LSU. So 2020 is a situation that, you know, it, they may – would you take a 2021 quarterback right now just to, um, for lack of a better term, keep it moving? Um, you, the, the, there's a major problem at quarterback for Georgia. Uh, they don't have enough on scholarship right now. They have two. Stetson Bennett, who was a quality player and never on scholarship, left. Um, with I think with good reason. So uh, there, there are a lot of moving parts. There's always a lot of moving parts, but it's important to remember that recruiting is the lifeblood of a program. Without recruiting, you're not going to <laughs> you're not going to accomplish your goals. Needless to say, getting and playing in um, the Sugar Bowl should be the minimum goal from here on out for Georgia. That means you're the either the best or second best team in the SEC. Uh, I'm not going to lie though; I think next year's national championship or bust. This team is not going to be as young as it was this year, and it could lose some players. It could lose some players. Could lose Elijah Holyfield, J.R. Reed, with some like cryptic uh, tweets uh, earlier today. I don't know what that's about. Him going early would be uh, interesting, but um, you know you could have some people go early. I wrote about this in what we were hearing not that long ago. Um, Georgia folks didn't necessarily think that there would be a lot, if any, younger guys going. But, hey, you know, um, you, you know, if, if, if the opportunity is there for a kid, they really should look at it. But, and I think for Elijah, in Elijah's case, and I, I don't know anything here, but in Elijah's case, at running back, you know, I, you know, going early to me does make sense on a couple of different levels, but um, I, you know, I think he's been a stand-up guy his time. I met him when he was in ninth grade, I think it was. He has become a heck of a football player at Georgia for sure. If his last game is the Sugar Bowl, he will have had a good career at Georgia. And it, and then by the way, it does go to show if he were to leave early and get drafted, say in the first two, three rounds, something like that, it would go to show that being patient, uh, certainly as a running back at Georgia, makes sense. But uh, as you can see from the graphic, Georgia and Texas, these are AP rankings, which is what I use, Associated Press rankings, the oldest rankings out there. They will face out, face off on uh, January 1st on New Year's at 8.45 on ESPN from New Orleans. Georgia is still a pretty significant favorite. Let me double check. I don't. I can't imagine that the number has moved that much uh, over these last over this last week. They were what were they like an eleven point favorite, and they are still an eleven point favorite. So you maybe could get it at ten. 
here and there. No, it looks like you're only going to get it at 11 or 11 and a half. What about the offshore guys? 11 and a half. It looks like this line, one guy's got it at 10 and a half, but everybody else is at 11 and a half or 11. So a lot are at 11 and a half, frankly, here. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't bet on sports for a lot of different reasons, but um, 11 and a half is a pretty significant number that would give you, um, that would give you a pretty good chance to win the game. Something about 80%. Let me double check. Yes, 79.9% .9 chance to win the game. So you'd round that up to 80. Uh, I think you'd take those odds. The other thing is, too, if you're Kirby and them, this is the thing I would focus on if I were Kirby Smart. You have to wonder how many coaches in college football in their two of their first three seasons have won a Rose Bowl and a Sugar Bowl. There can't be that many. Probably none. So, um, anyway. All right, look, this is the Dean Leggy Show. Please join us tomorrow at 11 o'clock. We will probably start streaming before that. Please, please be patient with us on that. When you're in a high school and there's a lot of cinder block walls, it's tough to get a signal out. Very tough to get a signal out. All right, Dean Leggy signing off. Clay Webb will be broadcast on YouTube. We'll tweet it out tomorrow at 11 o'clock Eastern time. We will probably go a little earlier than that.